Good people of Los Angeles, we are here in Brooklyn, New York. And if you have Brooklyn or Angelino sympathies, we welcome you to the pod. Uh, we had Kevin yeah, yeah, yeah. on the pod tonight. We recorded it live from an away day for the first time, third game of the year here in season two. Talk about the experience before the game, experience during the game, experience after. Super simple, but always from a cultural perspective, as you've come to expect from the FCFC folks. Slim? Um, this podcast is not safe for work. I cuss a lot. Um, I'm flagrant. You guys know what it is. We're in Brooklyn, B. We just out here hugging the block. You know what I'm saying, son? <laughs> You're... FCFC. Two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. My name's Slim. I'm your host for the evening. We got Josh across from me. We got Dweez to my right. We're in an Airbnb in my fucking Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been a long it's, it's been a long weekend. How y'all feeling? I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day, so as a majority Irishman, <laughs> majority born Irishman. in. America, uh, I celebrate such a day. Well, cheers and to that, real cheers quick. To Pat. Hey. We got paper cups tonight, so none of those nice no clean glasses. No clean. This isn't what you're used to in the expo backyard. <laughs> and if you do hear a train rushing by, what what number is this train? That's the J train. That's we got the J train out the windows. So for all you people who've ever been to this playground of a city, uh, oh, on cue. Look at that. Oh, oh, oh here, here it comes. What's up, J train? What's up, J train? You guys are just moving right along. Like, let's eat blessing tonight. Hey, he played a great game, am I right, guys? Yeah. He came back. We never talk about soccer on this pod, but we just got out of the game a couple hours ago. Had to migrate back here. Um, what was your experience like, man? Slim, you missed the first away day of last year. What is this? Well, this was my first real away day with mm-hmm. the black and gold. Um, New York ain't no joke. I'll start. I'll start there. <laughs> As you can tell, I lost my voice. I lost my jacket that I, I got specifically for this New York trip for the winter. Um, phone? I, I lost my cell phone. Um, pretty much lost my soul. <laughs> but we, we won in the stands. It, it was a beautiful day for that. Posted up right along Yankee Stadium, popping yeah. off smoke. Um, shit damn near brought, brought me to tears, bro. Sam, Sam left his soul on 161st and and, uh, and River Ave. So. I'm trying to fucking name drop the fucking street signs, bro. <laughs> fucking fake New York ass. Oh, uh, man, we're here in 
this again. Josh yeah. is so Josh, fucking Josh, LA. Josh, like, Josh. This has been all fucking. All the time we talked right. about LA. Yo, shit. son. Tell us about some East Coast shit. Talk about that East Coast shit, son. What's happening, Dunny? Tell us about how it uh, has me, been for you. Let me tell you something about LA people. We're just out here hugging the block, B. Yeah. They're fucking miserable when they're out of LA. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> All they talk about is how much they miss LA, how this is not like LA, how if they if they were in LA, they'd rather be sitting in traffic rather than being on the train. This fool just straight up going up and down my fucking bag talking about this stuff. Yeah, Josh was really hostile about it in the beginning, but on the last Uber ride here, his words verbatim was, I miss my car. <laughs> oh shit, I miss LA. But Josh just got a really nice car. Would you have said the same thing had you not, had you just had the car you had before this? I am uh, con- contractually obliged to say yes. I love Kia <laughs> and the Kia Optimize is a great vehicle, but um, I do miss my Jeep. So, yeah. That's, I, ba- baby's Bam, but if you were, if you were bouncing in your Jeep on some Cameron shit, up in Uptown today, wearing pink, you probably would have been like, I, I could, I could miss, you could miss oh, me with LA man. and all that traffic because I'm here in my Jeep in New York, oh, in my Jeep in New York, and I'm up off the yo, coast. Yo, son, we got, we got some, some guests, guests today. First, um, we have the best New York City accent in all five bands, <laughs> rocking at the table. Mr. Kevin Yoon, can you give us, can you grace us with a little, a uh, little New Yorker for you, for us? You're my block, baby. <laughs> it's Brooklyn, son. It's the worst. You better get out of my block. Facts. This the, the best LAFC crew, TSG facts. Uh, his, right? his face, like right before he did the accent, like totally changes demeanor. Yeah. You know, Gotta get into it, no, B. All right. It's a more Why, Kevin, are you, you're not really from the East Coast, are you? No, no, no. no. I was from the first time. No, first that's time the here. worst New York accent I've <laughs> ever heard in I know. Life. I didn't know if he was from like Philadelphia or something. Right. Like that. I, honestly, I'm just like, it's New York. Oh, New York. Oh, but what Kevin just said, this is your first time in New York. Right? Yeah, my first now, time. Now, there was a ton of people I met, uh, black and gold people, LAFC people. Who it was my was first, first time in New York. Yeah, first ever time. I mean, that's pretty tight, right? Like for no, the first fuck time. New York, <laughs> No, but for the first time to be here, to be doing, to do, be doing it like this. Oh yeah, it's a whole different thing. Um, I mean, uh, I'll be straight up. I did everything wrong in New York this trip. Tell us how you how you messed up. <laughs> well, you apparently, messed up. <laughs> apparently New York doesn't really fuck with public drinking, so don't don't shotgun beers in public, guys. Because motherfucking security be tripping over here. Was that at a bar or where was that? I missed that. That was uh, Friday night, right? We got to this spot called Union Union what? Union Pool. Union Pool. Right when we right when we get in line. Somehow Benny pulls up with like a six pack of bottles and then he had like a couple cans of beer in the bag. Uh-huh. He hands me a can. Someone behind me says shotgun it. So I oblige because I'm a good guy. Um, I can attest to that. Guy. Yeah, because I'm a good guy. You know? Um, <laughs> don't, don't enable it. <laughs> yeah. And the security saw me shotgun the beer and he wasn't having it. Yeah. So he was like, he ain't get the fuck out of here. So I said, okay. That was pretty much it. Yeah. No, but the disrespectful thing was the. Well, I don't know if it's disrespectful, but he grabbed some of the, the bottle and poured it over. And yeah. It, like splattered all over people's shoes. That's neither here nor there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Union pool, we ain't fucking with you. Yeah. Uh, New York bouncers are douchebags. Um, they don't got time for your nonsense out here. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to make a bad New York accent? You want to try yours? 
I've been doing this shit, B. It's big facts. Secure the bag, son. Uh, I think it sounds man. better because you lost your voice right now. <laughs> is this Bed-Stuy? Are we in Bed-Stuy? No, we're in Brooklyn. We're in Bushwick uh, on the border of Bed-Stuy. So we're so pretty close. Bushwick is Sean Price territory, if I'm right. And if, just for all the hip-hop heads out there, I'm saying Bed-Stuy. I, I don't know if you ever heard of a the rapper Mecca. named Biggie Smalls. I'm rounding the corner onto my block, which was... Uh, I'm not gonna remember the name of the streets. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm in Bed Stuy. Trust, trust the I turn left, look at the first little mail slot name, mm-hmm. and it said Smalls on it. Huh. And I was like, Smalls, huh? That's interesting. Well, it's a trade time. I also just want to intervene. As bad of a time as Slim had, if I rewind to my own first time in New York, St. Patrick's Day, 2006. Wow. If you want to, if you guys want to come back with me, there. This is, this is a. I was actually at a journalism conference. Look, guys, I've been doing this a long time. Right? <laughs> I was at a journalism conference yeah. uh, with my school. I don't know how they or why they would send some all of us out here for this. And I was like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be there for the conference, guys. Yeah. I went to the first thing at 8 a.m. and took the train uptown to 125 in Lenox so I could see the Apollo Theater, yeah. go to the Graffiti Hall of Fame, of course. Think about Big L. Think about Mace. Coming back, Harlem's, you know, it's just like, for me, every single thing, every single thing in New York is like a reference to hip hop history, right? So I'm just like, oh shit, like this place and that place and Cam Cam rapped about that, Nas rapped about that, Queensbridge North Houses, what you know about that, Marcy Projects, wait, oh shit, Jay, you know what we going on? And I'm like looking at the map and just remembering all the names, right? So for me, it was like this pilgrimage. I lost my fucking phone too. I left it at a pizza That's place right, right in yeah. Harlem. Left that shit down. Lost my phone. First time in New York, and I felt. But you know what? Did you feel like this overwhelming sense of freedom as well? Yes. When you lost it? Yes, I felt pretty damn free. I haven't been checking shit. Um, but it also like there's moments where you feel free, and then there's moments where you're like, oh shit, like I can't do shit right now. Like if I lose my group, I'm done. Right. Yeah, we were kind of scared a couple of moments. We kind of lost. Yeah. My ass, like I was looking for my jacket back in the stadium. I walked all the way to the other side of the stadium. This will walk me up and then walk me to our section. And I'm like, can I just go out this way? Like they're right there at the tavern. Yeah. This motherfucker made me walk all the way back to gate two. Fuck New York, man. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. All right. Well, the weekend kind of sucked, but let's do a recap of today. All right. So our day started. We left here around 10, 10:30. Um, Headed over to the Bronx, got there by like noon. Did you hop on the train? Yeah. We were on the train. How many transfers did it take? Just one. Just, Just one, one transfer. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, we it wasn't the bad. J to the four. I the J to the four. <laughs> Yo, fuck out of you with your fake ass New York accent. Take a J to the four. Yo, hey, Dunny. But I will say this. You guys saw Ryan today, right? Yeah. Ryan yeah. Wallerson, good friend of the Shout pod. Form, the former guest of the pod. Season pass. Season Where pass. Let's go. Uh his accent came back really Real full man. suddenly. Yeah. Talking to me about going to which pizza places, and he's all of a sudden, I was just like, We are full street stuff. I thought you were my friend. <laughs> when did you become now you're a different person. Yo, let me just get a slice of pie and a coffee. And a coffee. And a coffee. I'm just over here with my daughter. Yo, but, yo, but accents, accents aside, I had this whole, like, vision in my mind about taking the train to the stadium with my supporters, and we're all on, on the train, like you are in Europe, and maybe you're singing like mm-hmm. I've done in, in other countries. Low-key, we were running late, we were taking it easy, we get outside and we're like, 
Or the ultimate LA shit. Let's just take an Uber. We fucking Ubered to the Bronx oh, from, from, from Bed-Stuy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that shit was... Uh, we yeah, got LA I thought that was house. pretty funny. You know, yeah. I, you guys had look, my parents. What kind of team we supported? My parents both house. met in Los Angeles in fifth grade, but my mom, my mom grew up in Elmont in New York oh. for the first year. So we have like this whole side of the family that is like originally from New York and everything. And I sh- I'm supposed to feel some sort of like, hey, you know, when sure. I get here. Sure. And I, I, I actually, there's things I like about New York for sure. But like the whole time I've been here, this trip, it's been just like this playground. And today I think it felt like the black and gold playground yeah. because obviously because everything we did today revolved around. LAFC. So you guys ride the tram there. You got there whatever around noon. We got, we got there right about the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, right around the same time. And there was. Um... Hey, sorry, the J train's passing again. Hey, hey. People need to get home from the St. Patty's celebration. No Thursday this week. We got the J train. We are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. For those who didn't make the connection, the LAFC New York City FC game did take place on St. Patrick's Day. So people are still running around the streets. For the Josh initiated. Um, you yeah, got, man. We, you had, we were on the train. Uh, met a NYCFC supporter who got on like and rode eight stops with us and it was just uh, NYC 12 yeah you know what's funny he knows Ryan that's hilarious how's he know Ryan what was his name do you remember his name Uh, the one that looked like he's from Motown Jerome so Jerome shout out to Jerome who definitely doesn't listen to LFC (laughs) podcast we had some good conversations tonight but low key like cause he was talking to you right and when I I met you guys and you're like yeah we just met him on the train and everything that's great like fast forward to after the game we're back at the same bar the only difference is the sun's kind of gone down yeah. and I'm like standing in front of Jerome and Ryan and they're talking and, and they're like yeah man how you been doing and I'm like wait a second weren't you you weren't talking to Ryan you didn't, I didn't how do you guys know each other you know and they're like oh I've known him for like three or four years since the beginning of NYCFC funny, and like awesome. all this shit and it was funny that like you guys had ran yeah through. man I mean, Ryan was Motown Jerome dog that's got good. the good Motown hair yeah shout out to the the chill at my CFC supporters among them. I met some of the Chicken Bucket guys. Yeah. Swapped a scarf or two. So what is Chicken Bucket? Explain that okay, to me. Okay, so I think Chicken Bucket comes from a, a place of, a place of love. It's uh, the only good deal for food or beverage at Yankee Stadium, which is a large bucket of chicken and fries. And that's for Yankee games, too. Yankee games as well. So not yeah, just, yeah. it's not, not only just a, NYCFC. So right. it's known as like the best deal in sport. For those of you who aren't watching us on Instagram Live, the several hundred thousand of you that are on there, um, we are showing a scarf of the chicken bucket thing. So I didn't know what that was, and I and I ran into a guy who had this like bucket turned upside down. Yeah. I just I was like, is that a fire? It looked like kind of like a fire it, was yeah. coming at the top. It is fire of a certain kind. You're right. It is fire. <laughs> um, wait, so Sam, your first march to a match away from the bank then. Uh-huh. You, you, we, you mentioned the pop and smoke. You mentioned the kind of posting up. It wasn't a long march. Where we were was Yankees Tavern, Yankee Tavern, which yeah. I thought it was cool. I saw at the end. It was like that bar's been there since like 1927, 1937 mm-hmm. or something. Incredible. Incredible. Um, it's been there forever. There's a lot of history. Yeah, a lot of history. And so we kind of – we kind of. I'm sure people have seen – majority of people listening to this have probably seen photos and saw videos of it. But we walk, I don't know, all of, what, 200 yards mm-hmm. probably from there. Mm-hmm. How, how is that for you? Um – Man, well, to, today especially, like, leading up to the match, I was very tired. I, I was conserving my energy. Um, and, and once we walked into that bar and you see all the black and gold, just kind of, you know, a couple shots of whiskey and you're ready to go. Uh, I, 
It was great. It was everything I, I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? We turned up. Yeah. NYCFC fans were in awe. Um, True. Dudes that probably normally frequent the Yankees Tavern would pull up, open the door, see the sea of black and gold. A few, uh, The friendly ones would walk in and say, what's up? The ones that weren't trying to be so friendly just saw everything and they're like, oh shit, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, they bounce right, yeah. right off the bat. Um, and that in itself, to us, was a beautiful win. Yeah. Just starting from there, that was our first win. We, we came into your city. When people walked into that bar, I was telling them, welcome to Los Angeles. Uh, we threw on some YG, some old yeah. school 90s West Coast hip hop. Let me tell you, that's, that's the most West Coast hip hop that's been played on that, ball, on that block. Oh, hell history. yeah. It's incredible. And I would say that Slim, we got to give him credit, led the charge there. Uh, and I turned to him at one point, I'm like, dude, who put on Tatiana? You and he looked over at me, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Baby. In one hand... Tell me I'm crazy. In the other hand, handing me my first shot of Jameson yeah. on St. Patrick's Day, which is a very special moment. But I had to sneak in over there, and get, Benny, get the Benny from the Expos, and I we just we start like throwing up, queuing up all the the LA rap bangers. You know, we're just trying to like let people know. Even after we're gone, we're gonna we're gonna let them know. And and you're right, like. Hey, Look, supporters and people who aren't familiar with, like, active support, they talk about the two games, right? There's the game on the field, uh-huh. there's the game in the stands. And the thing about the game in the stands is it also extends kind of outside of the stands. It yeah. kind of extends to, like, wherever you leave your footprint, right? right? Like, in the city, if you're kind of in a group, what's the impression of you? Mm-hmm. It's not always just, like, how loud are these guys? It's, like, kind of how friendly are these guys? How welcoming are these guys? What did these guys do? Yep. What did they? What kind of optics did they yep. provide for us? Yeah. As like, you know, someone who goes to New York City FC games every weekend, right? Josh, did you see anything today that was different from Seattle from last year? All right, so I'm a Yankee homer. This, we got to start off with that. <laughs> right, yes. it's, so when I see that stadium, it conjures a lot of memories. And yes, it's not the old Yankee Stadium where I fell in love with sports and all that. But um, man, it's something, it's something else to see that kind of culture, a soccer culture that's that's kind of foreign to that stadium, other than NYCFC approaching it. In an, from it's it, the Yankee Stadium is an institution, as are the New York Yankees, right? Right. But there's this new energy for the first time. I can almost guarantee that that I walked into that stadium, and I've never felt so, I've never felt so oddly weird, but also proud to be an away fan in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that had to be a trip for you. Yeah. Like growing up, I, I don't know. Like I don't know that I'll ever go through what you went through today as someone who like loved this team. <coughs> yeah. And now you're kind of you're walking in. It's a different sport. That's yes. weird. That's weird enough. Exactly. That's J Train. <laughs> J Train, y'all. Let it pass by. Let it pass by. Your. What is that sound effect that no, New Yorkers make? Your. I think it has something to do with trains. It sounds like a stupid it's, seal. It's not, yeah. Fuck that noise. No. No. no, no it's not transfer. Yeah, I don't know. I see that. No, so no, we're not allowed to make this. <laughs> no, but different sport. Yeah. Weird enough. Kind of off. Like, I already feel weird. I'm walking to the stadium. It's a right. different sport. Like, it's like walking into the bank and watching some people playing field hockey. You know? You're like, um, right. what's going to happen here? It wasn't purpose. And then part two is like, yeah, dude, you're not only are you a away team, you're on the other side of the country. A team that, like, and a city that historically has to be right. the only real rival of New York. Yeah, that's why fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Throw some respect on Biggie while you're in Brooklyn. Jesus Christ. No, but First off, <laughs> fuck your bitch and the click you claim. 
All right. You mean uh, Tupac is born in Brooklyn, though? Okay. I'll, I'll be the happy medium. I, I like both of these rappers. Yes, I, we like we like. I'm not. I, I've said it and before. And you can go back. You can go back to my Twitter. Hey, Gosh. actually, shout out to Mr. C. You know the, the finisher, Mr. C, a Hot 97. Uh-huh. I just recently tweeted. For ten years, I've been listening to this mix. He did a ten-year Biggie anniversary mix uh-huh. of his death, right? For 10 years, I've been listening to it. It's a four-hour mix of Biggie. It's the craziest shit you've ever heard. It's on Hot 97. He's got Puff calling in. He's got people from the West Coast calling in. They're all just, like, showing love for Biggie. He shows all these rare cuts. And I got this shit, and I've been listening to it. And finally, I found an internet link of it because I've only had it on iTunes. And I tweeted it out. Like, all I ever tweet about now is LAFC and soccer, and people are probably pretty fucking sick of it in the rap world that used to be, I used to follow in, like, how I got on Twitter in the first place. Mm. I, I, like, tweeted that out, and Mr. C, like, retweeted it and, like, said all this shit. He's like, man, thank you so much. And I posted, like, an illegal download of his, like, of his thing he made. So, like, honestly, I got mad love for Brooklyn, mad love for Big, and, but at the end of the day, like, we're LAFC. I'm not gonna lie. And LA. In, In the war between Park and Biggie, like, to me... I, I kind of like Biggie because he made Fat Sexy and I appreciate that. <laughs> he made so fat shout out sexy. Biggie, dog. Yeah, shout out Biggie. He made me. I was like, yo, he 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 got little kid. I would argue. I would argue he made Fat Sexy like no one else before or since. Yeah, nobody. No, like Little Kim doesn't go after Fat Joe. Yeah, I, right? I mean before that was um, who was the who was the older rapper that made Dark Skin Sexy? Rakim? Um, no, before that. Big L? Rakim's pretty old, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. But anyways, Biggie made Fat Sexy. I'm fat and sexy, so I love Biggie. Yo, R.P. Big Pun, though. He, he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what? being overweight. So. I want to loop, loop Kevin <laughs> yeah. into this conversation for us to get back onto the LAFC train. Kevin, you never been in New York. You're, are you not a baseball fan? Like, what was your impression? So actually, I don't know yeah. anything about your, like, sports background or anything, so. So, actually, I'm, I grew up not liking sports at all. I'm not okay. anything into sports. Um, I actually just came into an LAFC game uh, because Sujin invited me. I'm a long time friends with Sujin. Right. And um, I'm a big raver. I love raver. <laughs> like that. Right, and, that's what's up. And, you know, like, that, that 3252, that stand, you know, like, it's a big old party. Sometimes it feels like church, you know. You're just like kind of praising the song. Does it feel? Does it feel more like church or does it feel more like a rave? It's like it's it's all good. The happy medium between, between the church. yeah, in between. You <laughs> the know? spirit is moving. Yeah, like, hey, hey, sometimes rave is church. Rave is music church. I think you know. Right. So, I mean, you're walking into the stadium. Had yeah. you ever experienced like with the smoke and the walking and the whole like? Did yeah. You- so everything is kind of like. I was a little bit judgmental, you know, like the smoke, oh, I can't breathe, right. um, you know, like um, the, the beer showers, especially, you know, like, oh, man, I just bought this, you know, fresh LA of some jersey, smelling like beer for like months, you know? right, right, I hear that. Um, but then you get to grow to love it, you know? Um, but dude, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, you, I mean, Slim might have been so into it, Josh might have been into it enough where you guys didn't see, but... There's New York City FC supporters and there's there's local New Yorkers who are just like like watching this with their eyes wide and they're right. like what's happening yeah, they're and right. they're taking photos and they're like yeah. looking over like curi- I mean did you guys notice any of those people? Oh uh, yeah, even the the New York FC. J J. <laughs> 
Young Dewey, save this on the soundboard too. <laughs> J Train. Yo, and the Cooligans or whoever's in New York, you guys gotta just let this shit happen with yeah. the train out there. It's, yeah. gonna, it's, it's gonna feel really more. Yeah, no, but like even, uh, keep the, when we're at the bar and we had the NYFC, some people that actually came to the bar, and like we met friends with them. I mean, even uh, right here, he uh, traded scarves. Yeah. So. Um, they were telling us like, oh, did you guys come all the way from the West Coast? And we're like, yeah, we did. It's like all of you guys, like yeah, all of us. And they're just amazed too that right. Some of some of the the other supporter groups from NYCFC were telling us that DC United brought twenty traveling friends, and they're a four hour drive here from uh, from the city. So that's that's ridiculous. That's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might be the Z. So. And it's is that Z? Is that a Z too? There's a Z. Should be a J. Oh wow! Oh, so, hey, so for the good people that's on the pod, that's his name. Oh, so that's, good, is that really yeah, why? Jay Z. Yeah. Oh, really? are you serious? Yeah, it's a train to get to his house. The J and the Z. No. Yeah. no. Shout out to Sticks. We know you listen to the podcast, Sticks. Hey, hey, hey. Football Carly just walked in. Our homegirl Carly just walked in. We, we party, we good. So shout out to Sticks. He's oh. the one that made us want to add Jay-Z to the top five. See, he made some compelling arguments. He made compelling <laughs> arguments. But look, I, as a hip-hop head forever, granted Jay-Z's well off my top five. He's probably like 14 for me. Whoa. Uh, I never knew that about Jay-Z. So... The For those listening, if you notice a different cadence in the trains, one is a Z and one is a J. <laughs> so that's the that We gotta call it the right one now? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I what, Kevin? My minds are blown right now. I'm, well, my, my minds are blown for several reasons, of which we'll get into here shortly. All right. But uh, look, away days, right? What One thing that's interesting, what's different, you go to the bank every week, you're in Christmas tree lane. There are some people who will come and be like, wow, what is this? This is new, and take some photos. And yeah. When you go to an away game and you see people's reaction who are standing up on the, the handrails or they're going to the camera, what is that? When I was in San Jose last year and I watch not only, like, different people right next to the, the group of LAFC supporters coming, but you watch, like, almost like a wave. Like, it hits people in a wave when they start hearing the song, like, when you're in audible distance of the singing. Mm-hmm. People just suddenly say, and they tap someone next to them, and they're like, pointing. Yeah. Did you Did you see that? Yeah. And this is their city. This is their location. This is something that they're used to. They're comfortable with. All of a sudden, there's this like foreign, strange element. But it's nothing like, from my experience thus far, it's nothing aggressive. It's nothing like frightening. It's more so like, whoa, like yeah. what is that? Let's take some photos. Let's take mm-hmm. some videos. Let's like send this to whoever or post it on our things. Um, I saw a lot of that today, yeah. and, the, and, the, and the march of the match was very short. Yes. Uh, the only wild card, which Ryan was hilarious to notice, and I saw too, this dude comes up on a bike, like a short BMX bike, mm-hmm. and he's like, y'all know where I can buy some of that smoke? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, that's the most Bronx thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so like, where did awesome. you guys get that smoke? You know, like, I'm trying to guess. Legend. No, I'm wondering. And he was an NYCFC. No, I don't know, think he even knew there was a game going on. Oh, so the dude jumped in. Yeah. Oh, tight. I think the one, you know, we love one word answers here in LAFC, like defining experiences. The one word I'd say is disruption, disruptive. What? 
great days are about disrupting the normal cadence of life. And this one hit really close to home because people in the Bronx accept the Yankees as a daily part of life. Jersey, Jay-Z. Jay-Z is walking by right now, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to invest in some art. He's just taking some late-night trips to some galleries. But it's... So people accept that. You see Yankee hats and Yankee bombers all across the city, especially in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. NYCFC, I think, are still trying to get into that culture. A lot of them are Yankee fans and New Yorkers. But like what you're saying, Dweez, they are not used to that kind of noise nor that kind of atmosphere in terms of smoke and singing in route to the stadium. That mm-hmm. block has never seen that kind of that kind of culture on that block, which I know very well. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing I, I heard, and I was lagging behind these guys, they went in first, is I could hear Los Angeles, whoa, from Yankee Tavern when you guys were already inside. Oh, shit. And so that really takes Yankee fans at midseason four of them to go, let's go, Yankees. Uh-huh. You only hear that when they're really buzzing from that far away. Mm-hmm. But you heard Los Angeles, whoa, from the tunnel that I'm, I'm guessing you guys were going mm-hmm. up. I heard that from Yankee, Ta- from Yankee Tavern. Like, that's incredible. That's, that's unreal, the kind of noise you emit. And when you have that many people who are there for an away day to disrupt, uh, uh, disrupt uh, what the Bronx is used to, you know, uh-huh. it's wild. It's crazy. I think like just naturally, here when we take a break uh, before we do the second half of the pod, we can talk about like the actual game and the post game and stuff. But um, just just to add some more detail to the pregame, uh, one thing I wanted people to know was Bennett Rosenthal, which is one of the owners of LAFC. Mm-hmm. He was outside. Uh, right before we started going up the stairs to mm-hmm. go into the stadium, mm-hmm. he was outside, and I had a chance to talk to him. We spoke a couple of times, and before he went into the stadium, this guy grew up in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Before he went into the stadium, before he went up to his, I'm assuming his box or wherever he's sitting in the stadium with the visitors that he has, friends, family, maybe business partners, um, he came out to see the 3252. Mm. And I see him pull out his phone. Uh, we, we spoke for a minute, and he's like, hey, man, I've, I've got to take some <coughs> take some photos of some videos. An owner of the team is outside taking photos and videos of the 3252 out front, and he's, he's telling me, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the people out here. So we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to meet them out here so that I can show them the 3252. Like, Sam. Do you understand? Live and direct. Live and direct. You guys are hearing news right now. We got jackets. We got jackets, y'all. Yo, New York. Well, we found your phone. Psych. Shout out Eddie, LAFC badass motherfucker. Look at Carlo. Dude with the D9 good hair. Carla got the good volume in her hair right now. Looking real fly. Does she know that we're filming right now? Looking mad Puerto Rican right now. What it is, shouty? Yeah, so, I mean, that was... Uh, is there anything else before the pregame that you guys want to add? Um, man, that's... What is there to say about that <laughs> shit? Honestly... So we get in... We, I think we get slotted in there, right, 217? Yep, 217. We get slotted in there. We get kind of shown our places. There's some security staff that are telling us, yep. like, whatever they're telling us. Um, and suddenly we're in Yankee Stadium and we're a great deal away from the touchline. Yep. It must be said... Uh, we have home plate in front of us. We've got the first line, uh, first base. What do you call this? First Josh, base line. The the first base line mm-hmm. there. You got quite a quite a room away, but the match is about to start, and we're thrilled, right? For the oh, most part. I mean, uh, yeah, the the energy that I'll be honest, like I was not ready for today, 
But once you get with that group of people, once you get with 3252, it's damn near impossible not to turn the fuck up. Um, I I probably went harder today than I've gone for... There's something different about it, yeah. you know what I mean? You're in enemy territory. You know, Sam just made MLS Team of the Week by his support today. Respect. Respect. Yeah, if they were supporters of the week, which we should start having. <laughs> yeah. Which we should no, start having. Way too much drama around this year. Yeah. No, X, X. <laughs> hey, hey, all of you are supporters of the week every week. That's not brought to you by FCFC Pod. <laughs> actually, no, that's you a lie. There's certain people that go harder. Step your fucking shit up. Right? Hey. hey, and actually, in terms of stepping your shit up, one thing I want to add before uh, the kickoff, which I think, and I think this is so important, I couldn't stress this enough. It's all good vibes, right? Like yeah. we're, we're meeting NYCFC people. People are taking photos. We're all like, uh, we're seeing some ownership of LAFC. We're seeing employees of LAFC. We're seeing journalists. We're seeing everybody kind of like, yeah, this is great. Wow, it's great. We're all in New York. Julio D9 News says, God, I hate Sunday away days. I was like, why? He's like, everyone's so tired from partying. Yep. They don't have the energy. And so Julio's sitting there with me and we're talking. He's like, man, because I want to bring it. Every every weekend at the highest level, yeah. They, if you've never been to an away day with the thirty two fifty two, you have to understand something. Like, and and Sam, you said this to me last night. I don't know if you remember it because you were pretty fouled up at the time. <laughs> but you're like, you're like, man, we got a job to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We came here to do a job, and supporters aren't paid, despite what people might think. Supporters aren't given a lot of recognition apart from the occasional video or photo or a visit from Will Ferrell to give you a pound. <laughs> there's no like, there's no real like reward from it. But for people like Julio and others to expect the highest standard of like, I want you to be as loud as you can. I want you to be like, you just got off the plane and you've got all that pent up energy when you're dealing with a crowd who's been here since Friday, who's right. partied all night on Friday, partied all night on Saturday, ran around the city of New York, took a trip, did the thing, and Julio was like, we've gotta wake up. Yeah. And one thing I heard early on was just like, wake up, wake up, wake up. We, we had to wake up, and, and, and granted, the standard is, is, is like, everyone, everyone in, uh, in the group is, is loud, right? Like, right. this is crazy for a lot of the people to see. But I loved hearing Julio say that because yeah. it was like, we can be better. Mm-hmm. And that's some Bob Bradley mentality stuff. That's right. like, everyone can improve. That's like, let's keep reaching because we aren't as loud as we can be. So that's, that's, let's hear it. You want to add something? No, I just wanted to say, like, after this trip to New York, like, I have so much more respect and love for the two o'clock cutoff time in LA. <laughs> this fucking drink until 4 a.m. shit in New York is not the business, dog. <laughs> Josh's ass yesterday didn't even get out of bed till 6 p.m. <laughs> we were we were supposed, supposed to record this podcast yesterday morning. Yes, sir. We're recording yes, sir. it after the game on It's uh, because Sunday night. I lost my phone. Josh lost his soul. Uh-huh. Um, shout out the 2 o'clock cutoff time. If y'all got a problem with that shit, fuck y'all. Fight me. And I, and I get it now. <laughs> I get it now, like, uh, why someone says that about uh, Sunday away days versus a Saturday away day. It's different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, those two two full days of partying and shit. Seattle, Seattle, I believe, was also Sunday. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was also a Sunday game. Yes, but, it was. But the other games I went to that were Saturdays, there is that energy pent up. You're just not tired. You haven't been on a, you know, chill. Bender. You want to add That's anything? The you want to add anything, oh, my, my, the my man? The Wait, we got the Z or the J. Kevin say that's the Z. I, I still can't believe that I just learned 
the meaning behind yeah. Jay-Z's name yeah. while these trains are rolling by. We can't get over it. We can't. Dude, I don't want to get over it for the last. That's fucking oh, nice. like, uh, Yeah, like, after the whole game, I was, like, saying to myself, like, man, I wish uh, I came on the plane, cheered really hard, and then, like, had two days to chill with the, yeah. all the SGs. I yeah, think yeah. it would have been, like, better energy because, yeah, we got beat up for the last two days. Or what if they played Saturday early, right? And we have, like, two yeah. days all oh, hanging yeah, out. Exactly, exactly. That would be good. Well, I think we're going to get into, like, the post-game and the other stuff afterwards. Uh, I'm sorry, after a short break. Uh, right now, we got Josh reaching into the potato chip can. You got Dweez eager to share some tea with some people. Oh, yeah. And the Hennessy's almost finished. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with the second half of the pod. We're live in Brooklyn, y'all. Hope you guys Brooklyn. are happy. Brooklyn! Is that another train? Yeah. How are they coming That's up that often? Back, FCFC, FSA, 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 FSA. <laughs> Shout uh, out Christian and Gil, longtime listeners. We love you so much. <laughs> look, the game began. It was really strange. The field is like at an angle, and you're really far away. You're sort of watching the game. You're also kind of overwhelmed by the empty stadium. Mm-hmm. Um. Mad but, empty. But a big issue today was for the people who are familiar with 52, people who are familiar with the LFC, was a, a lack of the stadium allowing a drum. Yeah. Yeah. Flat poles. <sighs> um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still in a shitty-ass baseball stadium, so we got to abide by shitty baseball rules. But so is it... The, the, did the NYCFC supporters just have? I mean, of course they're gonna get more advantage than we are, but they are, are allowed to have drums. Yep. They, they got improved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have flat poles. Okay. Poles. You know, I, I, it's a whack situation, yeah, but yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, it's good practice for us too. Yeah, it was good practice. Let me yeah. say that it was good practice because it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going we've from never a, had that. You're, for those listening who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> if you've gotten this far, please set us up. You're going from a band which has instruments yeah. to an acapella group yeah. who is singing fa 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 la la la. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you are losing significant because yeah. um, right, rhythm well, sh- and shout out and, shout know, out to our, our drummers because if you know about thirty two fifty two you understand that the, that drum line that we have is the heartbeat of what we do. Right. They're the ones that set the pace. They're the ones that guide us. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the ones that hold us together in, in all the fucking madness that is the North End. So to, to take that away from us and for us to still prevail the way we did was, you know, a testament to what we're building. Um, this is my opinion. It's not facts. But we're undefeated in the stands. It's been over a season. It's been over a year now. To me, there's nobody that has brought Shut it to out. us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. no one. Um, so getting getting back to the idea, there's two games. In, there's one in the stadium. There's one in the stands. What it means to be undefeated in the stands is like you show up with an away group that sings louder or longer or brings more energy than it doesn't always have to be a zero sum game. There's always a winner and a loser. Mm. In the case of the Portland away game last year, actually, it was pretty like it was like a draw, right? Mm. Like like. During the game, for you know, talking about during the game, I had the chance to speak with the president of the third rail, 
which is the principal supporters group in NYC. I don't have my notebook with me, so I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But uh, he told me that apart from the New York Red Bulls, mm-hmm. that was the most amount of people he's ever seen in Yankee Stadium since they began as an away team. And not a bad look. And someone else told me that just comparing it to something similar in the Western Conference, the Galaxy had brought two rows, those first two rows. Um, I don't. I didn't count the rows this time. Um, we have more than two motherfuckers. It was, it was definitely more than two, and those who'd seen videos or photos of the game might be aware of that. And it's not. It's not about like. It's not about being better than the Galaxy. It's about expanding MLS ideas to show. What away support can look like, what yeah. you know, how, how you can bring. So, and, and actually, shout outs to the third rail and, and the guy I spoke to. He was so uh, respectful and so happy to see that many supporters in his stadium. Right, like he awesome. was just like, these guys are red. like, I, I, you know, he he shouted out to a ton of the different groups, and he said, you know, we as NYCFC supporters like look at what they've done and we we're like applauding them like we, we want to see more of that in MLS right? right what what a lot of people don't realize and our intelligent listeners might realize because they're awesome You're- is uh, <laughs> we're all fighting an uphill battle with this shit mm-hmm. right like with soccer and yeah. football in America the dominant sports are the dominant sports mm-hmm. we're always we're always going like this we're mm-hmm. going uphill and anytime you get a chance to see something that's working better than something else, it shouldn't be like uh, us versus them. It should be like, oh wait, how can we like build off that? Exactly. How can we how can we make something that'll bring more people into this sport? How can we bring more something that bring more types of people into this sport? Yeah. And um, I really got that from them. You know, I'm, I'm lucky I get a chance to go when I go to away games. I go over and always try to talk to the uh, home fans mm-hmm. to the, and ask them what they think of the. The groups and today was all love, but how was it for you guys? Um, well, I mean, this is something... During the game. Well, before that, Josh and I were speaking, before we started recording, like, it's, you're right, it's, it's not about, like, just beating them, and we're, we're, we're supporters, especially in a, a growing league like the MLS, it's not about, like, showing up anyone or whatever, it's about the 3252 bringing it wherever we go, so that it makes them want to up their game. You know what I mean? Like, we want everyone to be as aggressive and as alive as, as we are because uh, that makes us keep going. Like, if, if we're just beating up a bunch of people that, like, can't fight back, it's not fun anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be competition right. for you to want to thrive at something. But so Also, it's like a supporters group, so when they, like, you know, fail sometimes or get that... You know, we want to, too. You know, they put some goals in us. But when that happens, we, we, we still don't stop cheering and we pick them back up. And we're like, bless you, bless you. And we're supporting them, you know? Josh, what did you see? No, I think I, I Kevin really hit it with um, even after. I, and we were talking about this during the game, which that made you do is when we go a goal down, we get stronger. And I think um, that encourages our, not only our team, but shows the rest of the league, like, this is what we're about. You know, we know active support for 90 minutes means even if you go down one or two, we get louder, and this kind of elevates us. And you're talking about Julio telling us to wake up before, like, let me tell you about something that wakes us up. It's going down one nail. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, 
and to paint it in a way, and I'm not trying to disrespect the NYC supporters with the way that this is, but I had really good fortune of being on both sides when both goals were scored. Mm-hmm. So I was actually on the LAFC side when the first two goals were scored, and as soon as NYCFC scored, Jimmy, Julio, Benny, everyone turns around and they're like, let's fucking go, right? Yeah. So we're all singing, and a lot of people don't understand what, what that means. It's, it's weird. It's counterintuitive. You just got scored on, and now you're going to sing. Not only are you going to sing, you're going to sing louder mm-hmm. than you were just singing. Right. Um, and it's it's weird, right? Like, you look over at, at like, casual fans near the away end, and they're all, like, looking over, and their faces are like, wait, what are they doing? Why have they just got scored on? Like, what's going on? Um, and even myself, like, when I first heard Julio tell me that or other supporters tell me, like, we're going to sing louder when we get scored on. You're like, what is that? What? Why? Like, right. that's opposite of what I completely understand of the way world. It's almost like it's completely upending the <laughs> worldview, right? But it happened, right? And whether or not that genuinely, you know, inject Carlos Vela with more energy to score the goal that he did score yeah. to, to make it level, we'll never know, right? Like, we'll never know exactly how to document sure. and test how much the volume of the, you know, supporters in an away game can motivate the team on the field. But the reality is they did score shortly right. thereafter, maybe three or four minutes. It's like a away game. So imagine if we were not there. Right. And, like, they're in that, that moment. It's like, you know, they're looking back and there's nothing. But they could look back at us and they, you know. They, yeah. They want and, and those who have seen it at the bank know that, like, yeah, when they get scored on, the bank doesn't, like, the north end doesn't always all of a sudden, like, kind of sag. Mm-hmm. On the NYCFC supporters end, Alexander Ring scored this you know he he kind of like juked I don't know who it was in the box I was I was standing next to the, the, the third rail guy yeah. I saw that they scored and of course they're thrilled right mm-hmm. anyone's thrilled when you score like it, go to take me to a place where people aren't excited when they're scoring right, right. you only cheer when you're winning you only cheer when you're winning right so they scored and it was great what happens when Carlos Vela scored the penalty and that you side told of, me what do you guys what do you, yeah I was there dead what silent? do you guys think happened dead silent it was dead silent like, you could hear like a someone's drop. grandmother just Like, died. no one's talking. Mm. Like, everyone mm. arrived with the chicken buckets, and everyone's diving into their chicken buckets <laughs> for a little bit. No, on some real shit. Like, yeah. And to be fair to that guy, he was telling me, like, he had love for what LAFC was doing. And I don't even know if he knows about that tendency to sort of, like, get louder when, you know, when you get scored on. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julio was telling me that certain types of Mexican supporters groups uh, don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. They're like, why I don't like you got scored on. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. You are you basically cheering for the other team. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're actually you know you're sort of cheering so and supporting your score. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I've also spoken to many. And credit to the thirty two fifty two supporters. I've talked, spoken to many of them. They're like, not only do they not care about the end result and the score of the game, mm-hmm. like through the course of it, they're literally just trying to help bring the atmosphere, bring the team, bring their enjoyment of it. Like, we th- we flew, how many hours is that flight? Five and a half hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think that any one of those 250 people are going to be like, oh, we're not doing well, like, I'm not going to have a good time now. Right? That was never going to happen. Never. Even if it was like a 4-0 NYCFC victory. Yeah. And, well, and we heard it from Ray <clears throat> when he talked about the, the World Cup episode. Um, like, Mexican fans, to him, he's been to a few World Cups, and he says to him, Mexican fans are the best fans in the world because even in their losses, they celebrate harder than the people that win. 
And you that's know, some real. That's some like you can't take that away, yeah. right? And like your players can be better or worse, or they can score goals or miss but goals. You can't take away our joy and our love for the yeah. game, and that's why I love that the thirty-two fifty-two is comprised of however many Mexicans are in there. Because at the end of the day, being an LA kid, whether you're Korean, you're black, you're white, motherfuckers are the eating movie. tacos all the fucking time when yeah. you're drunk. Fuck this chicken and rice shit out here. <laughs> it's tacos when you're drunk, baby. Al pastor. Big so, facts, son. So we're going to have a little tea time with Dweez. We're going to come back here in a second. Um, but, yeah, the game was... The game was. The game is what it is, and it's it's... The thing that we in 3252 aim for more than anything is consistency. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're consistently going to bring it. We're just hoping that through our persistence, the rest of the league keeps up. Yeah. Yeah. FCFC, it's T with Dweez. You know what it is. I know what you guys are thinking. How can you still have T with Dweez when you're halfway around the country? Well, guess what? I spent two and a half hours at a Japanese tea shop when I first got here because I needed to kill time for the Airbnb. And that's the, the only reason is because this tea is delicious. <laughs> and we've never had Japanese tea on this pod for some good reasons because Japanese tea isn't as good as Taiwanese and Chinese tea in Whoa, some respects. But uh, also because... You know, it's hard to get Japanese tea really good in L.A. without going to Tea Master. So shout out to uh, Kettle Tea in Brooklyn. The dude Zach hooked it up. We got some good stuff here. So we're going to have a, one quick discussion here before uh, we got we got to head out. It's getting late here. Um, after the game was over, 2-2 draw, Adama Diamande had a chance to win the game. He didn't have it. He wasn't quite ready for the opportunity. But look. 2-2, second time playing NYCFC, 2-2 both games. Interesting. Um, interesting in its own right. But, look, the game's over. You guys flew all the way out here, five and a half hours. The wait is kind of done at that point. Like, what are you feeling? I mean, Sam, obviously, first of all, like, how are you feeling in that moment? Like, as soon as it's done, like, uh, I got to go home to L.A. Um, with me, it was just... I was just still in party mode. We, to me, we came to do as a thirty-two fifty-two. What we came to do, um, we we brought it. Uh, the match ended in a tie. It wasn't really what we wanted, but it wasn't what we didn't want. You know how ties are. It yeah. is what it is. Um, we're still having a good time. We're all fucking tired. Uh, I mean, yeah, at the end of it, I, I was just proud. It was like, you know, we, we came through, we we brought the noise, we annoyed some people, we, we brought some interest in what we do, um, and now we move on. Josh, what were you feeling? You're in Yankee Stadium, the game's over, you're looking around at places yeah. you've been, things you've seen, spots. I, you know. For sure. I took a second to enjoy it. I... I, I, I um, Kind of sat in the railing and like looked at seats that I usually don't get to sit in very often, and uh, looked down at it and just enjoyed the whole thing. Saw the the white fence and all that, and um, 
Yeah, yeah man. Just took a, a minute to enjoy both what the stadium is and what we brought to it and how we're elevating everything. You know? mm-hmm. And um, that's what I walked away with. Just, uh, just it sounds happening. like it sounds like I'm peeing. <laughs> I'm, pouring some some tea. Tea. I'm pouring some tea into it. Yep. I'm actually really excited about this because <laughs> I, I heard on the podcast before. And this but is like, I just hope this is a little bit of a light sencha, it's a Japanese sencha from Uji, where tea sort of arrived in Japan in the 15th century after. <laughs> no, I could I could bore everyone. I, I won't. Um, I'll be interested. You just tell me later. But on. it's sencha. It's like what a lot of Japanese people will, will serve when they come to somebody's house. It's not like a fancy tea. It's not a. It's not not fancy. We're tea. not fancy folks, so we. It's a daily tea. Oh, what was your feelings after the match, please? Man, I've been lucky. I got to go to a lot of away games last year. I got to write a lot of stories about the 32-52, those of whom who've read any of the Heart of LAFC series about the different supporter groups have read some of them. A lot of the research today, a lot of the stuff today was going to be stuff that's going to go in a book that we're working on. Yes. Um, which we'll talk more about at some point. But for me, you know, look, St. Patrick's Day is a huge deal for me and my friends and my family on, on like, a personal level. Yeah, man. For 12 years, this has been going on a really big, a big thing. We're not, I don't feel a lot of Irish heritage in my life, um, but as the last name Dwyer, my mom's last name is Divine, mm. um, the majority of my family is from Ireland and, you know... You know, came through Ellis Island in New York and all of that stuff. Yeah. And to be in New York, to be in the place like where you know ancestors came through, and to be like kind of celebrating this game, which even Irish people, for those who are Irish, have a very difficult time accepting because of the English-Irish relationship. Right. Um, they tend to veer towards other sports, Gaelic football and hurling, uh, rugby. Even uh, that was really cool. It was like, wait, we can like. Despite whatever our backgrounds are, we can still take we can still take uh, direction, advantage, um, ownership of our whatever it is we like, and mm. sort of put our own stamp on it. And I had the good fortune of having Ben Bajilajek, my cousin, and Pierce Maher, two other Irishmen, and Pat Henning come through. And those guys are all like super Irish Jeez, and like love are, the game, yeah. you know, right? Like these are Irish as they get. Yeah, yeah. And, like I said, this is my third St. Patrick's Day in New York, but my first one where I got to watch a team from my city do oh, their incredible. thing in the sport that I love. So for me, it was like we could have gotten beat 7-0, and not only would I have been confident that the 32-52 would have kept singing, majority of them, some people might have been like crying in the corner, but uh, for the most part, it's like I had no doubts that it was going to be a good experience, so that's why I was like, I put out the calls. I was like, guys, you got to come, you know, you yeah. got to come check this out. We had to um, must pot. <laughs> Right a must pot. And for the first for the first LAFC away, you know, game of the season, I think it was really important. And for those who are listening who have never been to an LAFC away day and maybe who aren't even in the thirty two fifty two, please take uh, take note to to come. To come and check it out because it's a different experience than watching a game at the bank, as much fun as those are. What was my um, first away game? Yeah, so I mean uh, Kevin, we haven't heard. What, what was your feeling after the match? Well, again, they didn't allow the drums and the flagpoles and anything like that. Um, but it was crazy because we used the seats. We uh, banged on the seats. And, I mean, my hands hurt. I'm pretty sure a lot of people's hands hurt. Uh, 
it was crazy. We were doing not just like, dude, we were doing, it was like, that's true. Some people showed me like their hands afterwards, like, dude, my hands are killing me. Yeah, my hands are fucked right now. Yeah. Yeah. And cheered harder and louder, and it's crazy because, uh, my coworker who got me into the MLS like fantasy, this whole thing, um, he uh, texted me. He said like, "Dude, I'm watching the game and we can only hear you. We can only hear LAFC right now." And it's like, yeah, like I don't think that we're cheering that hard, but we're cheering that hard, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, what what else is there? Yeah, I got texts from people who had watched the game on TV. If you're back in LA and you saw the game on TV. Um, and you heard the LAFC cheering, that's pretty crazy. In year one, you know, to take it to an Eastern Conference opponent all the way across the country, five and a half hours, 200-something people, um, to be there, to be singing that loud, to be doing it despite not having being able to have a drum, despite being it as far away as it was, despite half the people not even ever being to New York in the first place and not yeah. really knowing what they're getting mm-hmm. into. I thought it was a pretty special day, so... Uh, Stop calling me Seattle Sam. I went to a fucking away day, guys. <laughs> fucking leave me alone, you fucking bullies. Hey, thank you guys for listening. That was the FCFC pod. Uh, people got to go home. People got things to do. Thank you guys. Um, yeah. And thank you, Kevin, for being the guest. Oh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Peace. FCFC. 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 FSA, FSA, FCFC, FSA, 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 FSA